If you're on Twitter on any forums for Apple, people are up in arms about this, arguing what's good, arguing what's bad. To me personally, it doesn't matter. The name doesn't matter at all. When I heard iPhone XS Max for the first time, I thought that was a pretty silly name as well. But quite honestly, who cares? It's it's about the phone. It's about the hardware. It's about the software. The name of the phone doesn't really matter. How often do you say the name, the full name of your phone? You either say my phone or you say my iPhone. You don't really say, hey, can you hey, can you grab my iPhone 10s Max off the table over there? You don't you don't say that you say, can you grab my phone for me or can you grab my iPhone? So the name itself, I don't really care. It does imply, at least to me, that Apple will be separating the feature set even more between the standard iPhone and the iPhone Pro. At least that would make sense when you look at things like the iPad and the iPad Pro or the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro. Welcome to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Andrew Edwards, editor-in-chief of GearLive.com. Geared Up is your weekly look at the world of consumer electronics and gadgets. And this week, a new gadget has arrived here in the studio. We've got the new Samsung Galaxy Note 10 Plus. And later on in the episode, we actually have a special guest. Todd Bishop is back on Geared Up. We have a discussion about the Galaxy Note 10 and Note 10 Plus because Todd is thinking of switching over from the iPhone after being an iPhone user, I believe for about 10 years, Todd is thinking of making a switch over to the Galaxy Note 10 or Note 10 Plus. He has some questions for me about the device, some questions for me about making the switch and how that all works. So again, later in the show, segments two and three will be a discussion between Todd Bishop and I about the new Galaxy Note 10. And if you're a new listener and you don't know who Todd Bishop is, Todd used to be the co-host of Geared Up. He had to leave the show roughly, I'd say about two and a half months ago because he had other podcasts that needed to launch as well. By the way, if you want to know more about the Galaxy Note 10, I have two videos up live on YouTube right now. The first one was my initial hands-on video where I bring you my top five features of the Galaxy Note 10. I was on hand in Brooklyn last week for the announcement of the Note 10, and Samsung gave me some time with the device prior to the announcement to check it out, try it out, and form some opinions on the device. I also did a video telling you about the things that Samsung did not tell you about the Galaxy Note 10. Me and Kevin the Tech Ninja came up with 10 things that Samsung didn't tell you about the Note 10, so we decided to share them with you in these videos. I will leave links to these videos in the show notes of this episode, and of course, you can also find them yourself at youtube.com slash gear live. But speaking of co-hosts, let's get into some geared up news first. Geared up is getting a new co-host. I've been on the hunt. I've been on a mission for like I said, the past two and a half months roughly to bring in a new co-host, but I needed it to be someone big. I needed a heavy hitter. If I was replacing Todd Bishop, I needed someone as good, if not better than Todd Bishop. I didn't want to bring in someone who wasn't as capable and I have completed my search and I think you guys are going to be very happy with who I've chosen and very happy that they decided to say yes to the opportunity. Not going to give it away just yet here on this show, but I'm probably going to announce it sometime this week on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Andrew Edwards, instagram.com slash Andrew Andrew spelled A-N-D-R-U. Other housekeeping notes, Geared Up does have a dedicated YouTube channel now. If you go to YouTube and search for Geared Up Andrew Edwards, 
it will come up in the search results. If you just search for Geared Up, you're going to get a bunch of different search results. So search for Geared Up, Andrew Edwards, it'll come up and you can subscribe there. We had a lot of people asking if we would create a YouTube channel for the show. At first, I didn't think it would make much sense, but then we got more and more people asking. So we've created it. We're also going to be launching a clips show for Geared Up, a clips channel rather on YouTube. So on YouTube, you'll be able to listen to the full episodes on the podcast channel, but I'm also going to break it up and take clips out of each show that I think are interesting and stand on their own and upload them to the clips channel. So if you search for Geared Up Clips, I assume that should come up in YouTube as well. Lastly, I want to give a shout out. We've been doing memberships on YouTube or through YouTube for about 12 months now. And I just checked and I want to give a shout out to Ben Mitchell and Aaron from For the Love of Tech. That's his YouTube channel where he also does tech reviews. Ben Mitchell and Aaron from For the Love of Tech. They have been supporters in our YouTube memberships for 12 months each. So again, big thank you to them for being members for a full year. And thank you to everyone who's been a member of the YouTube channel. We have updates coming to the memberships as well. We're going to have a less expensive tier and a couple of more expensive tiers. And I have some exclusive offerings that I'm going to be putting into the different tiers of memberships. So keep an eye out on that. If you want to learn more about memberships on the YouTube channel, head to youtube.com slash gear live, and you can tap on the join button there, or you can go directly there at youtube.com slash gear live slash join. All right, let's get into the first topic of the day. iPhone 11 news. A lot of people have been writing in asking me if I knew about anything about the iPhone 11. Do I know anything about the next Apple Watch Series 5? Apple Watch Series 5 has been kept very, very under wraps. I am assuming we're going to see a launch of a new Apple Watch sometime within the next month. Actually, less than a month. We should be seeing a new Apple Watch announced on September 10th, and today is August 15th as I record this. So we're just about three-ish weeks away. But on the iPhone 11 front... The latest news coming from a reliable source is that Apple is going to change up the naming scheme of the iPhone. So currently we have the iPhone XS, XS Max, and XR. The next phones are supposedly going to be the iPhone 11 and the iPhone 11 Pro and the iPhone 11 Pro Max. So the iPhone 11 would be the replacement for the iPhone XR, the entry-level phone, and then the iPhone Pro and Pro Max would take the place of the 10s and 10s Max. If you're on Twitter on any forums for Apple, people are up in arms about this, arguing what's good, arguing what's bad. To me personally, it doesn't matter. The name doesn't matter at all. When I heard iPhone 10s Max for the first time, I thought that was a pretty silly name as well. But quite honestly, who cares? It's it's about the phone. It's about the hardware. It's about the software. The name of the phone doesn't really matter. How often do you say the name, the full name? of your phone. You either say my phone or you say my iPhone. You don't really say, Hey, can you, Hey, can you grab my iPhone 10 S max off the table over there? You don't, you don't say that you say, can you grab my phone for me? Or can you grab my iPhone? So the name itself, I don't really care all that much about, but it is interesting because it does imply at least to me that Apple will be separating the feature set even more between the standard iPhone and the iPhone Pro. At least that would make sense when you look at things like the iPad and the iPad Pro or the MacBook Air and the MacBook Pro. So let's talk about some of the features. First of all, September 10th is the rumored announce date. We've been speculating that it was going to be the 10th or the 11th for about two months now. That just falls in line with what Apple's done over the past few years. However, in iOS 13 beta 7, which came out today, there is a screenshot in the beta that Apple included 
it's a hidden file, but you know, people pick through these betas all the time. And there is a screenshot. Of, it's just a home screen of the iPhone with the calendar date being September 10th. And the name of the file, I believe, was something like hold for launch. So it seems like September 10th is going to be the day. And I will probably be in Cupertino on hand for the announcement that day. So I'm going to start looking for hotels right now before Apple makes the official announcement, which always makes things shoot up in price. Now, if the 10th is the announcement day, then that means the 13th is going to be the pre-order day for the new phones. And then the 20th, a week later, will be the release date. And that release date of the 20th actually ties in with what the SoftBank president said in a statement over in Japan about the 20th being a launch date for new iPhones. So this all makes sense. Apple always announces the phone, and then the following Friday is when pre-orders start. That would be the 13th. And then a week later is when the phone ships. That would be the 20th. As for what we're going to see in the phone, latest rumor says we're going to see the same displays in the iPhone Pro and iPhone Pro Max as we see in the currently shipping Galaxy S10 and Galaxy Note 10 smartphones. Now, Samsung does make the displays for the 10s and 10s Max currently but those displays are not the same displays that were found in the S9 or the Note 9. So this would be a change if Apple just decides to use the exact same displays that Samsung is shipping in their own flagship smartphones. I'm sure Apple will still do tweaking to the color balance, color accuracy. But other than that, this may be a cheaper route to go for buying displays from Samsung since they're already making these displays. Another rumor is Apple Pencil support on the iPhone Pro series. I'm not sure if that means you will use the current Apple Pencil, which might not be that convenient to carry around, or if there'll be a shorter version of the Apple Pencil. Will it magnetize to the side or underside of the iPhone? I don't know. But those displays are pretty big, especially the Pro Max 10S Max product size, 6.5 inches. That's a nice size display, which could take advantage and benefit from having some sort of Apple Pencil support. Reverse wireless charging is also rumored for the next iPhones, and this is where you can charge something wirelessly on the back of the phone. So you can place your Apple Watch on the back of the phone or your AirPods with wireless charging case on the back of the phone and have the phone wirelessly charge your accessory. Samsung's been doing this for about half a year now, starting with the Galaxy S10. You can charge watches, you can charge earbuds, you can even charge other phones using this feature on a Samsung device. So I expect to see something similar here with the iPhone. Then we've got the triple camera system. This is probably going to be the biggest upgrade on the iPhone. Three new cameras, all with large sensors that are going to enable new types of photography to be done, new types of pictures to be taken with the iPhones. One thing we heard, for example, is you might snap a photo and the ultra wide sensor will capture more of the photo so that it will allow you to either crop in or bring people in who you might have accidentally cut out of the photo, things like that. It'll be interesting to see what Apple does with these three different cameras with larger sensors all on the back of the phone. I'm assuming the distance of each camera from each other, as well as the alignment that they're in, is also going to do really well for some augmented reality AR features. Speaking of that triple camera, by the way, it's also now rumored very heavily that the next iPad Pro, which we're probably going to see in October, is also going to be sporting the same triple camera system. The iPad Pro has never sported more than one camera, and now we're thinking it's going to make the leap from one to three to be in parity with the iPhone for AR capabilities. I personally think that would be very interesting. That's actually all we know currently, or at least all that's rumored currently for the next iPad Pro. All right, there you have it. The latest on the iPhone 11, iPhone Pro, and iPhone Pro Max. 
The rumor mill is churning. We are about three weeks away from the official announcement of these devices as well. But of course, as we get closer to the announcement, we're going to hear more and more information leak. And as that happens, I'll be sure to bring it to you here each week. Coming up next, as I mentioned, we have a discussion with Todd Bishop, former co-host of Geared Up, talking about the Galaxy Note 10, Note 10 Plus, and his decision to make the switch. He's leaving iPhone after a decade to jump over to Android. Why is he doing this? Find out next on Geared Up. Welcome back to Geared Up, brought to you by National Car Rental. I'm Andrew Edwards, and it is now time for the National Car Rental story of the week. As you know, Geared Up is sponsored by National Car Rental. And if you don't know, I also do a show with National Car Rental on YouTube called Technically Speaking, where I bring you the latest, my picks for the best tech for business travel. Whether you're business traveling or even whether you're going for leisure travel, there's a lot of tech out there that can make your travel more efficient or even more fun. You can check these episodes out at the nationalcar.com control center or go to youtube.com slash nationalcarrent. The latest tech puts you in the driver's seat. National Car Rentals Emerald Club will keep you there. And now on to the story of the week. As I said, it's a discussion with Todd Bishop about his decision. He is going to leave iOS after a decade on the platform. There's something about the Galaxy Note 10 in particular that has his interest. So let's head into the discussion that Todd and I recorded about the Galaxy Note 10. Here it is. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of GeekWire. It's Todd Bishop, and I'm here with Andrew Edwards, who's speaking with us through the magic of technology. How's it going, Andrew? Going fantastic, Todd. How you been? Been doing well. Been doing well. So many of you may remember Andrew uh, as the host of the Geared Up podcast. You can find him at gearlive.com and youtube.com slash Andrew Edwards. He's a longtime technology reviewer longtime partner of ours. And uh, Andrew, I like to call you in when I've got a real problem to solve. And (laughs) that that would be almost every week. (laughs) I know I've been, you know, I've been sort of refraining from uh, taking up more of your time, but this one's a serious (laughs) one. (laughs) So we're going to talk today about the Galaxy Note 10, which was just announced by Samsung. We talked a little bit about it on the show last week. But Andrew, you're an expert. You actually went to the Samsung launch event I'd be really curious right. to hear. I'd be really curious to hear how. I'm curious to hear what you think of the Note 10 and what Samsung announced. Man, you know there, it's very interesting. So um, first up, I was very um, impressed that Samsung announced two different models of the Note for the first time. They'd never done this before, and the reason I was impressed was because I've heard from a lot of people, especially women, who've said. I really want to get a Galaxy Note. I think the features of the S Pen are interesting and compelling, but those phones are way too big for my hand. And now they have a phone, they have the big one and they have the little one. And so if you prefer a smaller note or you want a less expensive note, you have an option for you there. Um, One thing that stuck out to me that Samsung didn't talk about on stage was that they removed the headphone jack which Samsung was like the last big holdout major company, you know, there, they go neck and neck with Apple as far as phones go. And they were the last holdout. They, they made fun of Apple for years for removing the headphone jack. And this year they quietly removed it. Um, and aren't even including a headphone adapter in the box like Apple did for two years for free. So those were the two things that stuck out to me. Um, 
you know, right off the bat. But the phones themselves, I mean, this, this is Samsung's flagship. It's their most powerful phone. It's their most unique phone as far as features go, especially because of the S Pen. They always throw in some extra features that, you know, you may see as cool, or you may see as gimmicky. But the Note is kind of their playground phone that they that they kind of put new features in and try things out before they trickle down to the S10 line. But, you know, th- those are my initial thoughts. But I was I was more uh, intrigued by your initial thought when you contacted yeah. me because your initial thought is this is going to be my new phone. That is what I'm considering. And that's really what I want your advice on. And it comes down to the integrations with Windows that Microsoft and Samsung announced, which got tons of attention, at least among the GeekWire readers last week when we wrote about it. Um, But Andrew, I got to say, before we get to that, because that is the the real problem that I need you to solve for me, but we'll get to that later. I want to know, so there are two versions of this phone. Yes. Um, How do you explain the the main differences between the the Note 10 Plus and and the Note 10? Well, the first is going to be the size. Obviously, one is physically a physically smaller device so it's easier to hold in your hand um but the other thing is there's a trade-off there so it's a smaller device it's a less expensive device it's um 150 dollars cheaper than the note 10 plus but it has a 1080p display while the the note 10 plus has a quad hd display which is what the note's been shipping since i believe the note 4 so they haven't gone down to 1080p since so we're in the Note 10. So for six years, they've been shipping um, quad HD displays, which is, you know, it's higher than 1080p. It's, uh, it's about 1440p. And so a lot of people are complaining, saying you're, you're, an, you're releasing a smaller phone, but this smaller phone a couple of years ago was the size of the normal Note phone. Um, it's just that the phone gets bigger every year and you're decreasing the resolution of the display. So that's just one thing people should uh, be made aware of. Um, I, I personally don't think it's a huge deal, but some people do. The other thing is the amount of RAM. These phones have a, a ridiculous amount of RAM these days. The Note 10 has 8 gigabytes of RAM in it, and the Note 10 Plus has 12 gigabytes. This this is like a we're reaching laptop territory when it comes to RAM these days. And then 256 gigabytes of internal storage on the Note 10, which is not expandable. So if you're used to the iPhone... When you buy a phone and you buy, you pick your storage, that's it. That's all you have. Um, with the Note 10 Plus and previous Note models, they actually have an SD card reader. So you, when you buy the Note 10 Plus, you get f- up to 512 gigabytes of um, internal storage. But you can also insert a micro SD card up to one terabyte in size to greatly increase the amount of storage that you have on your phone. So again, if you have a Note 10 Plus, you can expand your storage. If you get a Note 10, you're just, you just get what you get when it comes to internal storage. Pretty much everything else is similar with the exception of uh, on the back, there is on the Note 10 Plus, there's a depth sensing camera, which allows you to capture, you can almost basically capture a 3D object um, in the real world and then make a copy of it in the digital, like on your phone and basically make it into an AR object and place it anywhere you want. I don't know if you saw that in the demo, but or in the announcement, but it's actually, it's pretty cool. Uh, again, this is one of those things that might, people might see as a, as a gimmick, but you know, AR is a, is an area where a lot of companies are focusing. And this is the first phone that has a depth sensing camera that allows you to basically import 
a real live object into your phone and then place it anywhere else in the world. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. That's really cool. And that gets into all that augmented reality stuff that, that it's out there, but that sounds a little more like a, a little gimmicky for now, at least yeah. for me, that wouldn't drive my purchase decision. So my frame of reference for better or worse is the original iPhone 10. Okay. So when I'm thinking that of the phone, that's my current phone. Yep, exactly. Okay. So when I'm thinking of the note 10 and the note 10 plus, I'm looking at the screen sizes, first of all, and it yeah. seems like either way I go, the actual screen is going to be bigger. Yes. That's so, correct. so you're talking about on the Samsung galaxy 10, uh, they're both above six inches. Yeah, so the Note 10, um, I think the Note 10 Plus is actually 6.8. I think it's 6.8 inches, and then the Note 10 is going to be 6.4, I believe. So, you, I mean, the the iPhone 10, or you, do you have a, a Plus model or a Max no, model? Whatever. No, no, you have I've, the iPhone 10, so there was, no, there was no Max model. Exactly. So you've got a 5.8-inch display. So, yes, you'll, you'll be above 6 inches no matter which device um, you end up going with. And so here's my first question. Am I going to be carrying around a device that's physically bigger? I mean, setting the screen aside, will I have to adjust, even if I go for sort of the, quote, mini <laughs> Samsung Galaxy yeah. Note, it, will I be have, having to adjust to something that's bigger in my pocket? Because I got to tell you, when I switched from the iPhone 7 Plus, if I'm remembering correctly, to the iPhone 10, one of the selling points for me was, hey, bigger screen or at least comparable screen and smaller form factor. Right, right. So you're not gonna, if you go with the smaller one, I think the difference is gonna be negligible because what Samsung has been doing is they've been increasing the size of the display by stretching the display without increasing the size of the body. In fact, mm -hmm. the Note 10 and Note 10 Plus, um, they're, they're lighter and they're thinner than the previous devices from last year, the Note 9. So you're getting a similar, um, what do you call it, like surface area, similar surface area, bigger display. So if you went with a smaller one, which actually is 6.3 inches, not 6.4, I just looked it up, you're probably going to have something that is a similar size to, actually, it would probably be a similar size to the iPhone 10s rather than It'll be between the 10s and the 10s Max, I guess. So it'll be it'll be a little bigger than what you have now, but I don't. I think it's the difference is negligible. Yeah, we're talking about increments here, not not about yeah. major steps one one way or another. So right. the other thing that struck me was like, okay, if I opt for the uh, Note 10 versus the 10 Plus, gosh, mm -hmm. I'm giving up all this stuff, like all this RAM going from 12 to 8 in terms of the memory, which basically impacts the performance. Um, wow, I'm also, you know, I, I can only get 256. And then I looked at my iPhone specs. Of course, I'm at 256 on the iPhone, which at the time I thought was, you know, extravagant. And, uh -huh. and then um, in terms of the RAM, if I understand correctly, the iPhone 10 has three gigs of RAM. So, um, you know, it seems like it seems like I'm actually stepping up no matter what I do in terms of that, the raw specs. Well, the, the RAM, you can't really compare between the two oh. devices. Um, Android and iOS and, you know, different Android manufacturers and the different skins that they put into Android to make it unique to themselves. Um, the iPhone typically is going to be faster 
than a Galaxy Note 10. So my, I don't know about your iPhone 10, but if you took my iPhone 10s Max, which has four gigs of RAM, and you compared it to a Note 10 with eight gigs of RAM, my iPhone is going to perform faster than oh. the one with double the RAM because iOS is made by Apple. The iPhone is made by Apple. They optimize specifically for you know a few phones. So if you think about it, when Apple releases iOS 13, which will come out next month, it's going to be released and supported on maybe five phones, right? Whereas with Android, Android's released and it gets deployed to hundreds of phones, right? So Apple is really able to say, okay, we're making this software and it only needs to work with these five devices and we need to make sure it works great on these five devices versus Android Google releases out to the world and any developer can pick it up and, you know, kind of put it on the device. And you don't know what the, you know, they're not, they're not working towards a specific spec or, you know, so Samsung is throwing RAM at, at this mm-hmm. phone in order to make it, you know, fast, but it's not going to be like you're going to pick it up and it's going to be twice as fast as the phone that you're using now just because it has so much more RAM in it. That's great. Okay. That answers a lot of my questions, but I, I have more. So let's yeah. get to those. Let's Bring get to on. those. <laughs> let's get to those right after the break. You're listening to GeekWire. We're on the line with our friend Andrew Edwards of the Geared Up podcast and GearLive.com. And we'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back. We are talking this week about the Samsung Galaxy Note. Andrew Edwards is on the line with us. Yes, we are here. Note 10. Absolutely. So, Andrew, I know you're going to make fun of me for this. So I'm just saying that right off the bat. All right. Because <laughs> I know most people look at an unveiling like the Note 10 and go, oh, my God, beautiful phone. I've got to have that thing. It's amazing. Yeah. And I looked at it and said, holy cow, look at the Windows integration. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I mean, wow. That, I mean, that, that is a very geek wire thing to do, I would say. Because, <laughs> you know, we like, pay attention to Microsoft and Amazon. Yes. And, yeah. <laughs> um, so to me, here, here's my issue. So I switched back to Windows last year after many, many years with the Mac, with a MacBook. I remember this. You left your yeah. MacBook Pro and you yes. picked up, what was it, a Lenovo? Yeah, Lenovo Carbon X1. Costco yes. special. And I got to say, it's the best computer <laughs> I've ever owned. Max included, Andrew. And we can wow. argue about this if you'd like, and wow. it might be entertaining. Um, I go back and use a colleague's MacBook every once in a while, or I go back to my old MacBook and get a file. I cannot believe that people who use Macs think that that keyboard is any good. It is the worst keyboard I have ever used. It's terrible. <laughs> I mean, we, Apple is actually changing that keyboard out. Um, the The rumor is they're going to be releasing a new MacBook Pro before the end of the year, probably in October, which is going to do away with the butterfly keyboard that they've had for, I think, about three years now, which has, I, I agree, it's not, it's not a great keyboard. And in fact, I think that keyboard has kind of put a black eye on Apple's notebook line for the past few years because it has such a... I'm not going to say a high failure rate, but it certainly fails more often than their previous keyboards did. Um, It's very it's very finicky. So I'm looking forward to seeing them uh, get rid of that finally. And I will say it's not just the keyboard. I like certain things about Windows. There's a lot of things that I miss about the Mac. I loved the preview app in the Mac just for Mm -hmm. basic bare bones, graphics editing, stuff like that. Um, But you know, there's a lot to love about Windows, too, for me. And 
so I saw this Note 10 unveiling, and, and Microsoft was actually on stage, and Satya Nadella was there later yes. on. And the, the thing that I've missed most in switching to Windows and still using an iPhone is the tight integration, the native integration between the phone and the computer. You get yes. a phone call. If your iCloud account is hooked up, it works. It just comes in. Messages, AirDrop. I mean, to me, that is the huge advantage that Apple has. It has many advantages, but to me, that's one of the biggest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So yeah. We, what we're seeing here is the new, you're talking about the new link to Windows feature. Exactly. And I got taken to task a little bit by some Android users when I posted about this last week. I want to be clear, and I, I'm aware of this, and I was aware of it. Microsoft has an existing app called Your Phone that Android users can use for many of these yeah. same types of features. But what I saw on stage at the Galaxy event when I was watching the webcast was something much more native. It felt much more first party to me. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's, it's not, I mean, it's not really first party, but what you're seeing is two different ecosystems kind of talking to each other. So it's not going to be as tight as, you know, what Apple does, because that's all one ecosystem. There, it's not two different things. It's all one thing that all these devices connect to, which would be, you know, iCloud as the, as the center. This is going to be two different ecosystems, whether it's Samsung's ecosystem or Android. It's probably, Sam, you know, Samsung software on top of Android and Windows. And so what you're seeing is you're going to be able to get your messages on your computer. If you get a message on your phone, you can. there's no need to pick up your phone if you're an Android user to respond back. If you get a notification, you can have the notifications come through. So there's no need to pick up your phone to see why it just buzzed or why it just made that noise. Um, recent photos. So if you're taking photos, when they say recent, I don't know how many that is, but they say recent photos. So if you've been out taking photos you know, over the weekend and you're back at your, your PC, you're able to access those recent photos from your PC without having to drag and drop them from your phone to your computer or you know somehow download them from the cloud they're just accessible right there so it's things like that that make this um make it nice it makes it similar you know not exact but it makes it more similar to what apple users get if you use an iphone and a mac together yeah absolutely okay so here's my question for you andrew i think i'm gonna do this if, if for nothing more than to serve as you know the, the the sort of the canary in the coal mine, you know. It, maybe this scared? is going to be. I, I'm a little Are nervous about this. I'm a little nervous. I'm, I'm not scared. I'm 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 nervously <laughs> excited. I would say. <laughs> how much How much money have this? Might not be a lot, but for me, one of the things that keeps me, um, besides, you know, I like the iPhone, so don't get me wrong. But one of the things that I would have to think hard about if I were switching is over the past what is it, ten years or so, all the apps that I've purchased. Like I'm not able to oh. get on Android. So if they're free, like this is Instagram or Facebook, obviously I can just download the free apps again, but apps that I've paid for, you can't download an app that you've paid for on iOS and then go to Android and say, well, I've already paid for this. So let me download it for free. It's like, you have to pay for it again if it's even available in the Google play store. So that's like the one thing for me that kind of makes me hesitate is knowing that there's apps that I've paid for that I use regularly that I have to pay for again. Yep. That is a really good point. I hadn't even thought of that. Um, you know, for, for me though, it's, there's a few apps where I pay for the premium version. Um, voice dream is one that I really love. It, it's text to speech. Um, mm -hmm. 
plane finder. Oh my God, I just got that this weekend. That thing is awesome. It's basically real time. You can see the identity of the planes that are flying above you. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a gr- big app recommendation for me. Um, uh, you, but my main concern is actually the hardware and the hardware integration. And I'm actually using the main piece of hardware right now that I'd be concerned about, and that's my AirPods. Now, I know oh. that it, you, you can use AirPods with any Bluetooth device. I actually use them with Correct. Windows. But there are so many special features that connect the AirPod to the iPhone. And I've been trying to do some research on it. It seems like uh, you can tap to call up an assistant like Bixby. Is that what the Samsung yeah. one is called? I'm going to have to learn these Bixby. things. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there also is um, the Samsung Galaxy Buds, which is their answer to the AirPods. Yeah. So if someone were using a Samsung Galaxy device, I'd probably recommend if you want to get wireless headphones that have that same type of integration like Apple has with the AirPods, you probably want to go with the Galaxy Buds. And if you pre-order the phone, by the way, if anyone listening, if you're going to pre-order a Galaxy S10 or Galaxy Note 10 or Note 10 Plus, Samsung is going to give you free credit. So you can get up to $150 in Samsung.com credit when you pre-order the phone. So if you're listening to this later after the phone's been released, this doesn't apply to you. Um, and you can take that 150 bucks and you can buy uh, a pair of Galaxy Buds. That, so, so that sells me right there. Okay, that was one of my main concerns. And I know the Galaxy Buds have very similar functionality. I haven't put them in my ears yet, but um, mm-hmm. I'm assuming they're, you know, if, if the AirPods work in your ears, then the Galaxy Buds would. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not the same shape, obviously, because they all have their own proprietary stuff, but it's, it's the similar idea. Um, you have a pair of wireless earbuds that you basically just open the case and you tap connect and you're good. Now, now you're all connected. And whenever you want to use them, you just pop them off the case, put them in your ears, and then when you want to charge them up, put them back in the case. So very similar. Yeah. Okay, so my next question then is, I, I think I'm going to do this. Uh, the difference in price is, you know, not that bad. It's, what, 950 for the Galaxy Note 10 and about 1100 for the Note 10 Plus? That so is correct. Starting, yeah. So, you know, it, it's or, a thousand bucks. Or, yeah. Or you can go with the $1,300 Note 10 Plus 5G. Right. But that's only Verizon, <laughs> right? Isn't that just Verizon? It's only Verizon, and we don't have 5G here. Right. Yeah, that seems like uh, that, that's way too far future for me. <laughs> I mean, a little too extravagant for you, know, you. Andrew, I am still, just for the record, I am still using my Xbox 360. Just I was so just thinking know. that. I was going to ask you that next. So. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I can explain why. But, but yeah. Um, so, would there be any downside? My gut, my instinct, my conservative instinct is to go with the plain old Note 10. A little bit smaller, a little bit more comparable in size to the iPhone 10. Uh, is there any downside? What I should say is, is the limit on the storage and the reduction in the RAM enough for you to throw up a red flag and say, no, you should go for the larger size device? Well, there's a couple things. So um, when I mentioned that uh, pre-order deal, Hmm. if you order the Note 10, your credit that they give you is $50 less. So if you go to Note 10 Plus, even though it's $150 more, they're going to give you $50 more in credit towards the Samsung.com store. So that's one thing right there. Um, So one other thing I didn't notice or I didn't mention earlier, one other difference between the two 
is the Note 10 Plus is ridiculously fast with charging. Both wireless charging is 15 oh. watts. Um, and so that wireless charging is the same speed as the Note 9's wired charging. And then wired charging for the Note 10 Plus goes up to 45 watts. On the Note 10, it's 25 watts. So it's almost twice, it's, it's ridiculous. And so if you got that extra $50, you can get your Galaxy Buds and you can even get, because it doesn't come in a box, the faster 45 watt charger um, right off the bat. So that's, that's one thing to consider. But the other things are, I, I really think for me personally, if I'm going to use a phone for a year, and you've had your iPhone 10 for almost two years now, so this might be your phone for two years, who knows? Correct. If I'm going to use a phone for that long, I don't want to feel like I'm roped in. I don't want to feel like I'm roped into 256 gigs. I don't want to feel like I'm roped into a 1080p display when there's a much better display on, you know, for $150 more. So I, I personally, if it was me, I'd go with the, if you're going to hang on to this phone for a couple of years, I'd go with the, the best one that's available. Okay. You know what it's going to come Especially down to? you get more credit as well. Yeah. Well, that makes total sense. It's going to come down to going into the store. Um, are, they, are they on display right now? In like if you go to Best store? Buy, you can, you can Buy. check them out. Yeah. Um, and, and the and other put, thing, by the yeah. way, I don't know if you plan on getting rid of your iPhone, but oh. Samsung is offering a really good trade-in deal right now. If you have anything newer than an iPhone X um, or a Pixel 3 or newer or a Galaxy Note, I believe, 9 or newer or S9 or newer, they're giving you $600 oh. to trade that in. So, so you take the total of what you're going to pay and you trade in your phone. They send you, your, they send you their phone first and then they expect you to send your phone back. But when you do your pre-order, you tell them what phone you plan on sending them, and they'll give you $600, which for a lot of these phones that they're accepting, um, they're paying you more than market rate. So did you say it would have to be newer than the iPhone ten, or is the iPhone ten included? iPhone ten or newer. 10 or, or newer. newer. Got it. It might okay. even apply to the 8. Interesting. And see, that's the other issue. The seamless upgrade from one iPhone to another, I would obviously have to do some kind of backup. Oh, yeah. I, I, although I think Samsung, I'll have to look into this. I know. I think During Samsung set a process. Kind of, they they allow yeah. you to plug in your iPhone or any other device um, into the Samsung device, and it'll it'll basically try to um, move over as much as it makes sense to move over. Okay. All right. Well, I think I'm sold, Andrew. I know that you're not getting the commission from Samsung on this one, but uh, this you probably just made a sale for him. Yeah. Hey, hey. This, I mean, great. You know, I'm here to help people live their lives to the fullest, <laughs> at least as it pertains to consumer electronics. And I just find it, you know, hearing people switch back and forth. I think it's, it's rare. I, think, I feel like most people are settled in. Do you use iOS or do you use Android? And do you use a Mac or do you use a PC especially? Um, and so seeing you do, do this switch, this migration over the past um, year and a half or so is very interesting. I'm going to be curious to see if it lasts. Obviously, the switch over to Windows has lasted and you enjoy it. I'm curious if the switch to Android will be similar or if it'll be more frustrating. Because I think, you know, for most people, our phones are the device we use more. It's, it's the device we use most. We use, it, we use our phones more than we use our, our laptops or our desktops. So is switching the device that you use more than any other going to be seamless or is it going to be frustrating? And the cool part for me is 
I win either way because I, if I hate it, that'll, that'll be great content. <laughs> That's true. It'll be great content, and then you'll switch back to an iPhone, whatever, eleven. Yeah, exactly. It you know, and it is kind of a bummer now when I watch the Apple keynotes, I don't get to take advantage of all of the Mac innovations or, <laughs> or, or uh, Mac OS innovations that they might have. Um, but right. for me, it, there's also some good trade-offs where like the S Pen, I, I'm, I'm constantly trying to annotate photos that I take, you know, and, and the iPhone. The S Pen is cool. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the iPhone, it's like buried and you have to do it with your finger. It's, you know, and so I, I, I think... <laughs> I think I might like this. I think I might be a convert. Okay. Okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. I'm curious. Um, question for you, just out of curiosity. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I just got off the phone with Parallels. They've yes. made software that allows you to run Windows on your Mac. They just yes. released the new Parallels 15, I believe it was yesterday, maybe the day before. Yep. Um, which I've actually been playing with, and it's it's way faster than even 14 was. It's It's night and day. It's amazing. Would you consider huh. if Apple releases new laptops that that fix the keyboard, would you ever consider going back to a Mac and just having Windows installed on the Mac itself? Or no. do you like the clean break? Because at that at that point it's just hardware. You have the, the nicer trackpad, you have a fixed keyboard if that happens. Would you ever go back to to that situation where you can boot into Mac OS or Windows if you wanted to? I am such a Lenovo L Lenovo fanboy at this point. I mean, I mm. I had a Lenovo back in the day, um, back when John and I were John Cook, uh, my business partner and I were at the Seattle PI. I I had yeah, and I liked it then, but I had a smaller form factor of the laptop, super ultra mobile, and and I didn't recognize just how amazing the hardware is. You know, I, I spilled some water on my X1 Carbon, and. Mm -hmm. It literally drains out the bottom. <laughs> what? Yes. Is that like a feature? Yeah. And actually, it's not the bottom on this one. It just sort of rolls off. And my computer, wow. it just kept running. So that's, I, <laughs> that's insane. I actually think that Lenovo is extremely underrated um, by folks who are just sort of locked into the greatness, as you would say, of the Apple ecosystem. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I actually think one of Microsoft's missteps was they should not have bought Nokia's smartphone business. They should have bought what was then IBM's ThinkPad business and became Lenovo's ThinkPad business. They should have bought that and just gone to town with their own first-party hardware um, adapting the, the ThinkPads because I think it's the, it is by far, in my opinion, the best Windows hardware there is. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So, yeah, my question was more about giving up not arguing the hardware quality but yeah. would it ever be valuable to you to be able to on a whim say you know i'm going to do this in in os 10 i'm going to do this in windows yeah I, I mean i could see that i could see that and i do like certain things about the mac hardware but um it, but that that would be the key thing for me it was it would be the hardware that would make me make okay. that decision if, if if essentially something like parallels makes all things equal then I would be asking yes. myself, okay, which hardware do I like better? And do I like the Mac hardware enough and more than what I'm using now to make me do that kind of virtualization switch? Uh, right. And right. I, just don't, I just don't see it. Because okay. Parallels okay. isn't free either. 
Parallels is not free, but Windows isn't free either. <laughs> That's right. I feel like we're headed toward an know. open source discussion here. <laughs> <laughs> free like beer or yes. Right, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, cool. Your journey is going to be interesting to follow. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to like touch base with you again once I have a chance to use it and you can like maybe explain Android to me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to we're going to need to do a follow up here because I'm going to be curious to see. I want to know how it's going, quite honestly. I'm going to it's yeah, it's, um, it's interesting. I've never observed someone who has switched at least this far into the game. Most people who I know, they either have they've been on Android or they've been on iOS and that's just where they stay. So, yeah, um, well, I'm looking forward to seeing how this turns out. You know me, Andrew. I'm a tech pioneer. <laughs> That's right. You, yes. Yes. Xbox 360 and all. There you have it, guys. Let me know what you thought of that discussion. Do you think Todd's making the right decision? Do you think he's making the wrong decision? Would you be able to easily make the switch, whether it would be from Android to iOS or iOS to Android in your life? Have you made a switch like that? Let me know, as I would love to hear about how your experience went. Hit me up on Twitter, twitter.com slash Andrew Edwards, Instagram at Andrew, or even on the YouTube community tab as well. That is it for this week's edition of Geared Up. Next week may be the debut of the new co-host. If you want to know who it is, keep an eye out on Twitter and Instagram, because that's probably where I'll be making the initial announcement. Until next time, thank you so much for listening, guys. I'm Andrew Edwards, and I'll catch you in the next episode.